Okay. Um, so the, the, it seems that the beginning of these uh, Parag Beis is Petairas and Achama. So we have to see how that is. Now, the Medjur says as follows. That when Hashem wanted to destroy the Beis Hamikdash, He said, "Kol zman shani b'saychay, kol zman that I'm here in this Beis Hamikdash, ein ha oivim noigim boy. The enemies are not going to be able to touch it. So what am I going to do? Ella ech boishes eini mimenu. I'm going to cover, turn my eye away from it." And I'm going to make a shvua that I'm not going to come back at eight case until a certain time. And then the enemies could come and they could destroy it. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu made a shvua that that's going to happen and he stepped back. And at that time the Goyim came into the Heichel and they burnt it. When, when they burnt the Beis HaMikdash, Hashem said, well, I have no place now to live in the, in the world anymore, so I'm going to just leave. And I'm going to go back to my place in Shemayim. At that point, as the Magic Hashem began to cry. And He says, what did I do? I brought my Shekhinah down to the world, Bishvil Yisrael. And now, because of the Averis, I had to go back up to, uh, to Shemayim. So, it's all along Majesty, the Rabbanisham wanted to cry, the Malachim didn't want him to cry. Ended up the Rabbanisham started crying and he said where are my children where are my kehanim where are my ayavi my loved ones beloved ones but he says what should I do I gave you I warned you so many times he didn't do tshuva HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Yirmiyo today I'm like a person who has an only son and he made from a chuppah and he died besoy chuppasoy Hashem told Yirmiyo so this is a magi- this is a magish. Now, there's a lot of details when we go into every piece of the magish. But the pshat in the magish is as follows. And that is that Chazal tell us Tehillim Ayintes starts off Mizmer Lasaf. Alikim Bo Gaimanachlasakha and it refers to the Khurban. And Chazal say Mizmar Lasaf Mizmar is a song, it should be a kino lasaf. Talking about the Khurba Mesa Migdash, are you singing a Mizmar? So the Majus has a marshal to a king who has only son, similar to the other Majus, and he makes a chuppah for him. And the son did something wrong in the middle of the chuppah. So what did the king do? He went and he destroyed the chuppah, tore it up, smashed it to pieces. So they told him, what are you doing? What did the chuppah do wrong? Your son should be punished. Why are you punishing the chuppah? So he's answered, if I would pour out all my anger on my son, so I wouldn't have a son anymore, I would kill him. So therefore, I poured out my anger on the chuppah, 
And now I got out my anger, so now I want to go punish my son, I'll give him a little hit, and then they'll be finished, they'll be punished. So the king is the Rabbi Yisraelam, and the children are, and the son is Klai Yisrael, and the chup is the Meis Hamikdash. Hashem said, "I'm so angry. If I pour out my anger on Klai Yisrael, there'll be nothing left. Instead, I'll pour out my anger on the Beis Hamikdash. And then, when I'm going to go and I'm going to hit Klai Yisrael, it won't be as bad." So that's Mizmer Lahasa. It's a song that we came Bal Goyim and Achlosecha, Simosecha, Gacherko, destroying the Beis Hamikdash. We're giving, we're singing praises to Hashem that out of His kindness He destroyed the Beis Hamikdash instead of entirely obliterating Klal Yisrael. So, so the Medrash is saying here, Hashem wanted to destroy the Beis Hamikdash. What does it mean? Hashem wanted to de- the time. Hashem wanted to destroy the Beis Hamikdash means to say Hashem had a decision to make. Should he destroy his home? The Beis Hamikdash in this world is his home. Or, if he doesn't destroy the Beit HaMikdash, he has to destroy Klai Yisrael. There's no alternative? He couldn't destroy What else? He knows that. He wants to destroy... See, okay, if they remember, the Shah was that Hashem's not just like a, you know, Kala Shoiver, Kalim Bechamasa, he writes, Kilo Ayver Abay Dezara. Someone who loses control and destroys Kalim while he's angry, right, Chazal says like he's Ayver Abay Dezara. Why? Because that means to say he can't control himself, and if he can't, he's controlled by his Yetzara, today the Yetzara says do this, tomorrow the Yetzara says do that, so the Yetzara tells him to serve Abay Dezara. So it's not the Jai that Kadesh Baruch is pouring out his anger, right, because he's got to get it out of him. Right? Right? It's still a punishment for us. Right? And the Beis Hamikdash Yerushalayim, it's all part of our punishment. But it's a punishment that's not to our physical bodies that's still called an Einish. The Zerban is saying, so then when I go get the physical punishment, it'll be, it'll be less. Right? So Hashem had this thing. He had a child what to do. So he was Bikesh Lachrivesa Beis Hamikdash. He decided that I want to destroy the Beis Hamikdash instead of destroying Klai Yisrael. But he had a problem. Kozman Ishkin is there. He can't do it. Klai Yisrael didn't have the same protection as the Beis Hamikdash. Because when Klai Yisrael was metame themselves with their Averis, so then the enemies were able to kill them. So if we leave things the status quo, so to speak, the Banisham stays in Beis HaMikdash as is. Klai Yisrael stays as is, the enemy is going to kill Klai Yisrael. Because they lack the Shekhinah amongst them because they were metamah themselves. And therefore the, the, the enemies are able to go and kill them. However, the Rabbi Nisham does have a problem, and that is he does not want to leave the Beis Hamikdash entirely. One of the whole ideas of Beis Hamikdash is the concept of Shechina B'Tachtayim. 
So the Chazal tell us that Bikesh HaKadosh Baruch Hu Lahash Shechina B'Tachtayim Again, there's one of the things we can't understand but for some reason when Hashem created the world His entire desire was to live in this world to be amongst us in this world He doesn't want to be up in the heavens with the Malachim Malachim said stay up here Hashem wanted to be here. The whole rotsin of Bria Sa'ilam was that the Shekhinah should be Shaira here. Chazal tell us that when other, when they, they, they were, um, as the Dairis, there was, there was, the Shekhinah started off in this world, and as the Dairis got worse and worse with the Raflag and the Ramabu and all these things, Hashem slowly went back up level after level till he was in Shemayim Avram Avinu came and brought him down a level Yitzchak, Yaakov till Moshe Rabbeinu brought him down in Arsinai that was the first time since before Avram Avinu's days that the Shekhinah was back in this world and then it says that it was in Arsinai the Mishkan and finally the Beis HaMikdash what? yeah but there's obviously a, 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 a great concentration of Shekhinah in this world and in the Beis HaMikdash the Shekhinah is everywhere, right? Malikal it's Kavayda, and he's still in Shemayim too. But in the Beit HaMikdash, there was a, a, a very intense concentration of Ashraf Shekhinah. And that Shekhinah was... So Chazal say that when the Rabbani Shalom was on Harsinai, in the Mishkan, Eretz Yisrael, and finally in the Beit HaMikdash. And at that point, Hashem said, when Shalim HaMalach built the Beit HaMikdash, and it was Ashraf HaShekhinah, Hashem said, this is Tachlis Priyasa'il. So there's a problem here, and that is Rabbi Shalom, the Goyim can't destroy the basement, and he's called him on the Shekhinah there. Shekhinah doesn't want to leave. He doesn't want to destroy Klai Yisrael either. So, what does he do? He's in a big catch-22 over here, the Shekhinah. So, that's why he says that Hashem said, I'll turn away my eye. And that is, Hashem said, My eye and my heart will be in the base of Mikdash Kalayamin. So the Rabbani Shalom said that I'm not going to remove myself totally. Rather, I'm going to like squeeze it, I'm going to compress it, I'm going to conceal it a bit. It's not going to be totally, I'm not going to leave the base of Mikdash totally. The Pasuk in Shirashirim tells us, um, if I remember correctly, in Paragdalid, the Pasuk says over there, um, um, it says, um, it was a hot day, it says, and the Rabbani Shalom said, so it says over there that the that the Shechina said, I know that when Klai Yisrael is going to go into Eretz Yisrael, they're going to build the Beis Hamikdash, but this is not the Beis Hamikdash that's going to remain standing, because Moshe Rabbeinu, if he builds the Beis Hamikdash, so that Beis Hamikdash can never be destroyed. And the Gros says why? Because he's going to bring down the Beis Hamikdash Shalmaila. And he's going to bring it down to this world that can't be destroyed. But my Shabbat is not going into Eretz Yisrael. Solu at Slalom, it says, something like that. Not to at Slalom. The my Shabbat is dying in the Midbar. He's not going into Eretz Yisrael. So as the Shina says, Eilach liel haramar v'giv asalavonayin, should I go with Klai Yisrael to the base of Mingdush and Tirish Alayim? 
This is not really the, pl- the real Beit Hamikdash that I've been waiting for. I want Moshe Rabbeinu's Beit Hamikdash. Says the Gra Hashem said, "Yeah, I'm going to go, and I'm going to remain there. I'm going to wait for Kla Yisrael till Moshe Rabbeinu comes back with Melech Hamashiach and brings down the Beit Hamikdash Shomayla. Moshe Rabbeinu is going to be one of the Goyalim, and he's going to bring down the Beit Hamikdash Shomayla to this world. So." The Shekhinah is waiting for us there. Le'zazah Shekhinah from the Kaisa Maravi. But it's not the intense Shekhinah of Gilu Shekhinah that we had in the Beis HaMikdash. And that's why you can't bring Karbanas now on the Malkam HaMikdash even though there's Kedusha because there's no Gilu Shekhinah. Shekhinah is there. But it's uh, it's Mashkiach Minachalayna it's Beis HaMikdash it's there it's in a concealed way. So therefore, that's what the Shechina says. Didn't say she says I can't leave entirely. Ech It means I'm going to conceal myself. I'll be there, waiting for Klai Yisrael to come back, but I'll remove my Ashras Hashchina to a degree, or I'll conceal it or hide it, that the enemies will be able to burn down the Beis Hamikdash. What is it that Hashem Hashem removed it entirely? When he didn't remove it. So when that what's the difference between? When Hashem just said he's going to take away his eyes, I mean, um, it doesn't mean he's going to take it. He didn't say I'm going to remove it. I'm just going to conceal it. When the guy came, like right. separate times, or when no. when he when he he wanted them to be able to destroy, it, but he didn't want to leave. So when he concealed the shlina, that's when they destroyed it. Right. Oh. That's how they had a kaya to be able to destroy it. So that is, so that is the um, that is what the Rebbeinu Hashem decided to do. Now the pasuk so so Beis begins, and that's the Akdama, the idea that the chet that Hashem did of letting the guy destroy the base and instead of us, and that's Eicha Yoiv Ve'Apay Hashem Esbasiyon. Yoiv is a lotion of darkening of clouding. How was it that Hashem Yoiv Ve'Apay? He made it dark, he made it cloudy with his anger as Basiyah. Which means as follows. Yoiv is a lotion of future. Now even though we're talking about in the past, we're talking Eicha Yoiv in the future. Why? Because we're trying to bring a proof in how Hashem's anger was so great and what could have happened to Klai Yisrael and instead of that happening, the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed. So when we look at the anger of Hashem, we talk about what could have happened in the future. Obviously we were talking about in the past, but what could have happened. His anger was so great, Hashem, how do we know how great it was? Because Hishlich Mishamayim Eretz Tiferes Yisrael His great his, his, his anger was so great that he threw down Mishamayim Eretz Tiferes Yisrael which is a lotion of so to speak like washing his hands the Tiferes Yisrael the glory of Klai Yisrael he brought it from the high level down to Eretz to the ground which is referring to the Beit HaMikdash. 
and all the Kedusha that is referred to in Shamayim, referred to as Shamayim, the Rabbanisham threw it down to the ground. It's now ground. Now the Goyim could come and they could do whatever they want. It's not in the heavens untouchable anymore. And he didn't remember Hadaim Ragla means the place where he puts his feet on the day of his anger, which is referring to again also the base Hamikdash where Hashem, so to speak, he sits. As if he didn't remember it, he didn't pay attention to him, it didn't concern him. And he was willing that to destroy the base Hamikdash. So when you look at this Pasuk, it almost sounds like what a terrible thing. And yet, Rabbi and Rabbi Yechonah looked at these psukim and they were comforted. Because that's what we explained. That when you look at how the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash was, and you think about Hashra HaShchina, and how the only way it would be possible for any guy to ever touch the Beis HaMikdash is if Hashem removes the Shechina. That means Hashem has to be actively involved in this destruction by stepping backwards from the Beis HaMikdash and allowing the Goyim in. And you could think to yourself and say, there's two ways to look at it. Obviously, this is a terrible thing. And how could Hashem do such a thing? And you could look at it and see the tzara, or you could look at it and see the nechama. Because if you see what Hashem had to do, and what He allowed to happen to His Beis Hamikdash and to Yerushalayim, and to everything, and the next psukim are going to talk about this, you see a nechama. Because this is what should have happened really to us. Hashem should have kept his Beit HaMikdash where he likes to stay and he, would, he likes to be Yishchina B'Tachtaynim and he kept everything else and he should have just destroyed Klai Yisrael and poured all this out onto Klai Yisrael and instead when you look at really first thing he did was all of this destruction of Yerushalayim and the Beit HaMikdash and how he had to go and sacrifice himself by stepping back concealing himself to allow this to happen if he would have just let things go as is Christ will be destroyed the Beit HaMikdash would be untouchable you see in the Chama that Hashem was willing to go through all of this why? so that when he finally reaches to the punishment of Klai Yisrael there's going to be something left to a Klai Yisrael and that's the next pasuk. Bila Hashem loichamal is called Nois Yaakov. And here again, the way the Ashik explains, he's picking up a, a, a conversation here again between the Navi and the Rabbi Shalom. And the Navi says, "Okay, Rabbi Shalom, you destroyed the Beit Hamikdash, but Bila Hashem loichamal, Hashem, you swallowed up, and you had no mercy." Ace Kolma Ois Yaakov. Ois means all the abodes, all the, the, the homes of Kla Yisrael. So he destroyed the base Hamikdash, but not only that, there was destruction, all the Chashiva homes, the buildings of Yerushalayim, of Kla Yisrael were destroyed. And not only that, Haras Be'evrasi, you destroyed in your anger Mibsere Bas Yehuda, the storeholds of Bas Yehuda, which the way he explains is referring to the kings of Kla Yisrael, the Malchus of Kla Yisrael, you destroyed. Higia La'aretz. And when you destroyed those Mitzarim, those storehouses, down to the ground, there was nothing left. There was no foundation left even. It was down to the ground. Chilo Mamlacha Vitzareha. 
you destroyed its kings and its officers. Which means to say that that um, that this was really the end of Malchus. Because after the Chorim Meis that was it. There was really no Malchus in Klai Yisrael um, on their own. And and this was destroyed. And this is all part of the Tzara that the Navi is expressing. Hashem, you went overboard a bit. It was Beis HaMikdash. Okay, we understand that. Well, so, could be the end of the Pasuk of Chilam Amlokha Vitzarea. The Rabbi Shalom is saying that the reason is because they themselves were Mechalel, the kingdom. Meaning, the kings had the Kayak to stop Klai Yisrael from doing Avayi In fact, most of the Avayi and Klai Yisrael were a result of the Malachim. Which for sure the Malachi Yisrael, they were the leaders, Akhav and his whole gang and all his Enikloch and everybody, they were all the Malachim, the Malachim themselves introduced the Ravam and so on and so forth. They introduced Abay Dazar and they brought it in every time in Malachim. You look at all the kings, they all say, and they went to the Zarah of Achav and this and Zarah of his father and uh, served Abay Dazara. So therefore, instead of me destroying Klai Yisrael, I'll remove the entire Malchus and that itself is part of the Kapara. Now the Navi continues and says, Goda Bakhari Afkal Kari Yisrael. You cut down in your anger the glory of Kla Yisrael. Heshiv Akhar Yaminai. And you brought back your right hand, Mipnei um, Oyev. Now your right hand is always referring to is Rachamin. The Yamin of Hashem is Rachamin. The smile is dim. Hashem, you pushed away. You're an Oyev Chesed, you're a Rachamon. And here, instead of being a Rachamon, you pulled your right hand back. So the Navi seems to be saying, okay, I understand to a degree there's a Nechama here. But it seems even this was overboard. Where's the Rachamin? Where's the Chesed? So the Rabbi Nisham answers, no, you're making a mistake. That's all part of the Chesed. My destruction of the, the houses, and my destruction of Malchus, and my destruction of glory, and all of these things, are all side, on the side. Heishivachar Yaminai. You're right. I pulled away the chesed. And I let it all out on all these side things. But Vayivar V'yakoiv, this was all in order that when I'm going to ignite the fire in Klai Yisrael, it's not going to be an eshlava, ke-eshlava. It's only going to be like a fire. It's not going to be as strong. And not only is it not going to be as strong, it's not going to consume everyone. It's going to consume Saviv is like on the outskirts of the circle, around. And here, the Haushik says that um, we deserve to be totally destroyed. 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu instead destroyed all the external things. And that's what Tzavim means, on the outskirts. It means all the things, not us, everything around us. What? It seems some people on the fringe too, yeah, outside of Yerushalayim. Outside of Yerushalayim. Because he points out the al and he says, majority of the people in Yerushalayim went into Gullus. Went, were as captives. Both, yeah. You say on the fringe, you mean yeah. like Ruchnius, right? Yeah. That could be also. He sounds like he's saying even physically outside of Yerushalayim, because he says most of the of the Anshe Yerushalayim did not get killed. They went into captivity. Some of them remained there, and it was around and kept them as gardeners and things like that. That's when uh, he, he made Gedalia as like the governor over there until Gedalia was killed later on. Um, but that was the Sukkim in Yirmiya talk about that. So most of Yerushalayim was saved. And went into Golos, Sir Bhadisham is saying, it's because I was I, I kept I, I destroyed everything else. So this is the idea here of the Rabbanisham pouring out his wrath on Kla Yisrael. I mean on the on, on the base Hamidish and everything else and saving Kla Yisrael. Now, in the next the couple of Sukkim, I'm not going to go through each Pasuk now, but um, in the next couple of Sukkim there's one last side that I want to bring out um, because it looks next which two next to the Shavas Bitam, there's no class. Right? So then we only have three classes after that. Right? Last one being a test. Right, so three minus one is two. Very good. So, two. So we have two glasses left. What? So two glasses left. So what I want to do is have to. I want to stop here in Eicha. I just wanted to bring out the first. The Eicha was the first parak that I wanted to do now, and bring out the first couple of sukkim here for the nafama. This idea, and the next two I want to focus on other inyanim of. Not the Megillah per se, but as next week, the next two classes will be in the three weeks, we'll do some other Inyan and Kamsavar Kamsa, we'll do some other couple of things in the Gat, the Chorba Beis Amigdash, a little maybe, I want to say lighter, but a little not as, um, you know, technical here in the Psukim. So, but the last thing I wanted to bring out, this is, I just saw it as I was almost walking in here a couple of minutes before, in the next couple of Psukim, he says a very interesting thing. And that is, there's a fundamental difference between the Atharis HaShvatim and the other two Shvatim. Now, the Atharis HaShvatim went into Golos, and they haven't come back yet. They're not going to come back for a while. Right? Till the Gula, they're not coming back. We, on the other hand, anyone who's around... What? Before Babel, they left before. They were the first, they were sent into Golos even before. And they're gone, they... If you look at this, they have this, these letters that they send from the other side of the Sabbatia and the Tzayr where they talk about when they heard about the Churban Beit Samigdash. And what sorrow they didn't know anything about it for many years. And if somehow they got a message, it was a big tsar to them. They, they couldn't believe such a thing. So they, they were totally, and that's it, and then we don't hear from them anymore. A bunch of them sent them off and finished. We, on the other hand, went into Gauls, Yehuda, and Yamin, and Levi, I guess, right? Kahanim and Leviim. Um, and we came back, right? And we're here. 
Now there is a fundamental difference between Aseret Hashvatim, which is called Malchus Yisrael, and the other two, Yehuda and Yamim, which is Malchus Yehuda, and that is we had a Beis Hamikdash, right? The Aseret Hashvatim, especially in many years of Malchus Yisrael, they weren't out oil regal to the Beis Hamikdash, right? He them, they put up, uh, he didn't let them go, right? They weren't going, and the Alshuk says, and he learns into the next couple of psukim, and it's a very interesting thought, and that is. That when it comes to the Aseris Hashvatim, there was no Beit Hamikdash that the Rebbein Shalom had to Bishafach Apay Vichamatzay. Maybe that wasn't, maybe. Is that your phone? Yeah, it was my phone. I forgot I'm going to ask you. Oh, so I mean, it wasn't my batteries before. <laughs> <laughs> After all that. Uh, I knew my batteries were dying, but uh, I thought. Uh, okay, anyways. <laughs> yeah. No, I realized it didn't happen twice with fresh batteries. So, the, the, the Aseris Hashvatim didn't have the Beit Hamikdash Rishavachav Hamasai. So, Shem didn't kill them, but when he sent them away, they're done. And they're gone. And they really are. And they're losing all these years. And Hashem has this Hashbainis. Maybe amongst us, we don't know. What? I'm the part of some There were some that were there here and there. They were mostly in Yerushalayim and the right. Right, so we have Yehuda and Yom and Levi, but then there's ten other Shvatim, right? The Menashe and Ephraim come to the two, right? So, so um, we on the other hand, we had the Chesed of a Beit Hamikdash that we were still loyal to, to a degree, and therefore Hashem had the Shafach Avivichamasli, and that's why there is but Klai Yitzhah left from those two Shvatim because Hashem had that, uh, had that. And he has many different Mahalchim here in, um, in, in the Psukim, and it's really in Pasuk Hay, that Bila Yisrael, Bila Kol Arman when it came to Yisrael, Malchus Yisrael, Hashem totally got rid of them. But by Yeriv of Yehuda, when it came to Bas Yehuda, which is us, so then the Rabbani Shalom had this way, so to speak, of minimizing his, his wrath on Klai Yisrael by pouring it out on the Beit HaMikdash and so on and so forth. And we'll refer to that many times we have mentioned in Tehillim or in the Tehillim. What, to the Aserah Tashvatim? You know, thinking of putting it on the Tehillim before them. Right, it's only that's the way his Mahalach is. I just told to Rabbi Herschel, like right before I came in, just an interesting thought, when you think about it, you know, so, you know, you think about the difference between Aserah Tashvatim and us today, you know, as you say, now, Malchus Yisrael obviously was always more of the desire than, than Malchus Yehuda. That was always like that. And even when Klai Yisrael and Malchus Yehuda also did Avay Dezara, we saw our Beit was not to the same degree. Malchus Yisrael, as we know, was much bigger, much more rebellious all the years than, than the rest. It, 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 it creeped into Malchus Yehuda also, but they were the Makar, and the Beit HaMikdash was still uh, um, very chashiv by us. So, what is the difference between us and them? And this Mahalach, it seems, has three different Pshatim in the same Pasuk, but all going with the same Mahalach. The difference in Malchus Yisrael and Malchus Yehuda was in this Nechama itself, that we see in the beginning of the Pasuk, that when you look at all the anger that the Rabbi Nizam had, and all the destruction, and all that, and think that should have been us, and instead it was that, it only applies to Klai Yisrael and Malchus Yehuda. Malchus Yisrael didn't have that base Hamikdash, so Hashem didn't totally destroy them he sent them into Gullus but he sent them into almost the Gullus that they didn't come back they didn't have Tachav coming back and they're still not back and who knows as far as we know it as is they really lost 
they're lost. They don't have right. As far as they know, and if you look at those letters, they have. They never had. They don't have a Mishnah. They don't have a Gemara. They don't have any of those things. Right? That's all before. That's all later. They all came later. Teresh What? Unless they made their own. What? Unless they made their own. Unless they made their own. There is. There is. There's a. There's a rush. The rush. One of the Rishayim. So there, there was a certain. I forgot. Um, <coughs> there was a certain someone who supposedly came from the Tzaras and they had certain halachas. They used to say, "B'shem," uh, all the way back to Moshe Rabbeinu. They claimed that they had in certain halachas. In Chashkita, one of them they didn't. They held women weren't allowed to shecht. We hold the halacha women are allowed to shecht. The minig is they don't, but women are allowed to shecht. But they had a, they had a halacha that women don't shecht. And the rush brings it down from this one of the Tzaras Hashvatim that this was one of the halachas that came from them. We don't pass them like them, but every once in a while we got a shmua of something that they held of and again we don't know if they had this yet you know we and eventually obviously without a Tarish of Alpeh without the Messiah just being out in the gullus the way they were and if you think about it a Nechama for us look they were and they were kept together, as far as we know, it was pretty much, they were kept together, but they're lost. We, on the other hand, with being so spread out, and this really brings us back to last semester of the Messiah's HaTayra, and when you think about how Tyra survived from the Khurban and from oh, both Khurbanas for all the Arbakan Faisarat and through all the trials and tribulations everything how the same Tyra is still here amongst us it's, it's, it's a palagogal it's, it's, it's itself shows obviously there's a Rabbi Nishalom keeping out a look out for Klai Yisrael because we, we're just thrown all over the place and still we have the Siyat Bishmaya of the Tyra that we have and they didn't get that they didn't give anything and in one, hand, in one hand you'll say, well, wow, they got to go into Gullus early, they didn't get killed. At the end of the day, that was really their death sentence for them. They might have descendants or whatever they are, but at the end of the day, they're not Klai Yisrael as, the, as we know Klai Yisrael with the Tyra and all the Tyra from all the Tyras are only through these two Shvatim, the two or three Shvatim. The, the, the other ten Shvat, the truth is, you think about it, someone recently wrote a stu- put, did like a little bit of a study and that most of the big, big Paiskim were either Kahanim or Levim. Just an interesting thing. Kisif Sekayin Yishmeru Das, the Sari of Akshim Mipiyo, is talking about Kahanim are the Yishm, are the, are the Malamdim of Kla Yisrael. The Taz of the Levi, the Shach was a Kayin. Um, I forgot all the different many not all many many of the different big Paiskim throughout the Dairis that are in our Messiah where the Kehanim will be in, which is in itself an interesting thing but even so but it's through Yehuda and it's through our Shvatim all of this Tyrus through our Shvatim the Kiyama the other ten they might have gone into Golis as a whole but at the end of the day they're lost without any of this and the Hatzlach of Kaisel is not through them it's through us we who suffered through the whole Korban and everything the Korban was that we should be able to, to survive as a Klai Yisrael they didn't have a Beis Amigdash for a Korban so the Korban was in them it may not have looked as bloody so to speak because they just went into Galas but at the end of the day they were lost to Klai Yisrael um, entirely ok we'll stop over here